Hey, everybody, I'm Kelly Ellers. Jeffrey Lennon. And this is Volume Up by the Tees. Today, we have an exciting game we're going to play, just like we did when we rounded out 2020. But before we get there, what did you think about Dr. Farooq Shami? So, so good. On last week's episode, <laughs> Kelly spoke with Dr. Farooq Shami, the founder of both She Hair Care and the brand new LG She Color Master Factory. Dr. Shami is the owner of 49 patents with 27 patents pending. Dr. Shami invented the very first She Ceramic Hairstyling Iron. He's known for revolutionizing the hair industry, truly, with NASA technology while creating a safer and healthier workplace and environment for both stylists and consumers. Dr. Shami discussed the amazing LG She Color Master Factory with us, and it was so good. So just make sure that you're going to go right back to that and listen to the full episode if you've missed it. How could you do that to us, basically? <laughs> uh, and then when you're done with that, if you if you like learning more about the industry, those who are enacting change and creating a better world, make sure that you subscribe, rate and review, and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at Read the Tease, and send in questions to volumeupthetease.com. This week, I spoke with Royal and Melissa Ellis. Melissa is a Utah licensed master esthetician, California licensed esthetician, licensed aesthetics instructor, certified lash technician, and professional makeup artist, to name a few. Um, Melissa also has a brief background in law enforcement through the LAPD. She has since dedicated herself to combining her background in aesthetics with what she learned through the LAPD to empower other beauty professionals. Royal Ellis was also a police officer at the LAPD for five years. The skills he learned translated into vital information for service professionals that result in increased sales, higher quality clients, and overall improved business structure. Royal medically retired from the LAPD due to an on-duty injury and has been coaching beauty professionals with Melissa ever since. They join us this week to talk all about themselves, coaching salon owners, and social media. Can't wait. Look, it's a new year. We are in our feelings. So we just want to give a quick thank you to our hardworking editors on thetees.com. We are so proud to publish the stories that salon pros and consumers care about, and we love our community. Instead of the normal sort of rundown of what's trending on thetees.com, Kelly and I are going to play a little game. She mentioned it in the top of the podcast, and it is a celebration of all things 2021 and looking forward into 2022. Yes. So similar to the 2022 game, we'll be recapping our top 10 of last year. Here's how this is going to work. Kelly and I are going to share five of our favorite hair, beauty, or pop culture moments from 2021. The good, the bad, the ugly, everything in between, maybe. And the other will have to rate that on a scale of one, meh, to 10, amazing. <laughs> we'll share these moments in our IG stories and our TikTok today, and the fan with the best response or comments will receive a free gift from the tease. Gifting, although I've done a lot of it the last couple of <laughs> weeks, still remains my love language. So it's going to be a good one. Can't wait. Let's do it. Kelly, start us off. What's the trend? Okay. First on my list is something very near and dear to my heart. And that is that the high volume shaped curls are back. Okay. I'm here for all of that. Mm -hmm. I'm here for a hot roller. I'm here for some volume. Jeff, one to 10. Let's hear it. 10. I'm fully up. Right. I'm like, let's do it. Let's Big go. hair. Who cares? Love I it. care. Uh, we all care. No, I loved it in 2021. <laughs> I'm all about in 2022. 
bigger hair, closer to something, whatever. Let's do it. <laughs> All about it. All right. My first trend. I feel like we couldn't get enough of it in 2021. And that is the faux freckle. I, for the record, am all in. 10 out of 10. Amazing, amazing, amazing. I want to start doing it. Kelly, (laughs) what are your thoughts? My thought number one is please come to our next recording with full freckles. Because I will notice. I'm I'm sure you would. (laughs) I, although do have freckles and Mm -hmm. can appreciate the freckle. My woe with this is what if the freckle smears and then you just have <laughs> like <laughs> a smudge. No, I mean, a smudgel. It's, <laughs> it's a smudgel then. And yeah. that's my only fear. OK, that's it. So does that give us like a three on the scale? What are we I can push it. Then? I can push it to a five with safe oh, okay. application okay. Okay. and yep. securing application. Of- Set application. Okay, mm-hmm. you need a setting spray, I guess. Um, no, I hadn't really considered, and I do touch my face a lot, despite right. COVID, so you know, not not anyway. I still Mecca. ten ten for me. Great. Okay. okay. All right. My number two is the no makeup makeup, which I call total mm. BS on. If you don't want to wear makeup, why do you want to look like you're not wearing makeup? Just don't wear makeup. Wow. Coming in that hot was on a that hot one. take. That mm-hmm. was. <laughs> I now I feel strongly that if people want to do the no makeup makeup thing, they can do it. So I'm like, I'm not going to judge you for it, but I'm just going to say, why did you put on the makeup? Exactly. That no, no. I mean, the point stands, and especially when it's like, eh, I mean, sometimes you just want to clear. Ah, oh, this is tough. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to go. This is meant to be tough. This is not for the weak. Yeah, no, I'm going to go with opposite. I'm saying it's a, it's an amazing, I'm pro. If you want to do that, Fine. sure. If you want to just like, yeah, no makeup, okay. makeup. Yeah, sure. Fine. All right. Got it. Noted. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Something that's maybe equally divisive. Uh, Olivia Rodrigo, mm. who was literally everywhere in 2021. Mm-hmm. Uh, first, I tried to escape and then I let myself let go and I'm fully on board. Wow. I'm, I'm like, yes, sour, thousand percent. Driver's license, a bop, <laughs> a bop, 10 out of 10. Couldn't recommend Olivia, Gar- Olivia, <laughs> couldn't uh-huh. recommend Olivia Rodrigo more. And Olivia Garden hairbrushes for that yes, matter. Both. both. It's you. relevant to our listeners for sure. <laughs> uh, how are you coming down on Ms. Rodrigo? I'm coming the other end of the spectrum. Coming in wow. low. I don't like seeing your face pop up uh, with the stickers and the tongue. <laughs> I turn the channel. Okay. okay. Wow. I guess wow. I'm feeling pretty low Spicy. on the one to ten today. I was going to say, you're not looking forward to Ms. Rodrigo in 2022. No, you stay in 2021. Got it. Got it. Got stay, it. Okay. Stay. Got it. Okay. All right. All right. Also on the possible negative train is the new Sex in the City slash Peloton. I will say I certainly watched it. Sex in the City was like my formative post-college awesome time of life. And it was so great. So total fail on it, like total cash grab. Okay. And then with the Peloton, and then it was like, whoa, the Peloton stock plummeted. 
And Ryan Reynolds and his team over there at his agency got on that, which kudos to him. And then you're thinking that's smart, but then that went (laughs) (laughs) So this went from a marketer's dream to a nightmare, to a dream, and then steady back in a nightmare. (laughs) Yeah. And just like that. And just like that. Just like that. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, good try. Sex in the City, good try, Peloton. They didn't know that was going to come out. They, I, I can't, I can't I imagine mean, they, I, nope, nope. Yeah, so I guess I'm on the yeah. same page as you, a one on okay. a scale of one to ten. Um, All right. Don't love the show, didn't love the whole Peloton response, could have yeah. lived with that. And then, you know, knowing what we know now, can't break that. Yep, so. Probably should have just been quiet. <laughs> yes. <sighs> well, Something that maybe you will feel strongly about again, um, mm-hmm. and that is laminated brows. Mm-hmm. So look, we saw it everywhere in 2021. I am not hot on this trend mm. because I want people to embrace what they've got. And it feels a little bit like it's a lot of work mm-hmm. to like get them fluffy and in the position. I, I just, I, you know, but then who am I? So I'm going to say one, I'm meh on it. It was everywhere. I know. What are your thoughts on laminated brows? I mean, I want to do it, but to your point of just a lot of time, I just haven't gone there yet, but I firmly believe that eyebrows can make all the difference in your life. Oh, for sure. And are crucial to the no makeup makeup look. I mean, you can't have (laughs) busted brows and do the no, no makeup makeup. I, no, I got, I'm, I'm with you on that. I just, I don't know. It's so much in the, and the, you know, all it's of that. So but, it's too, do they need to be fluffy? I don't know. You can also do that. I feel like with a brow, a little bit of brow gel, a, a kind of the same look. So I'm going to go five on it. I'm going to give it a try. I'll let you know in 22, 22, okay. what I think. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. I'm waiting. Okay. Number four for me was, I mean, this was like mid year, I feel like, but we can't forget about the positive impact that Ted Lasso had. He was a bright, the show was a bright little beam of sunlight and I give it a solid 10. I have yet to see a single episode. I'm sorry. (laughs) What? (laughs) Despite it being everywhere. um, Yeah. I just haven't gotten it. I know. I know that people like it. It's supposed they to be do. very, very funny. Yeah. Um, so I will give it like a solid wow. five because I haven't seen it. All it right. can't be all bad, but it's I haven't great. to it. So that's saying something, I feel like. I don't know. All right. Get it all together right. over there, huh? <laughs> and well, speaking of getting it together, this is something that I didn't necessarily see coming, but it was big in 2021. And that's Benefer 2.0. Jen yep. and Ben back together. I, I I mean, like, truly, I'm happy for them. I don't love what he said about Jennifer Garner. Keep her out of your mouth, Ben. But yeah, ben. I'm here for this coupling. I don't, there's something that feels very right. So I'm saying 10. It feels right. What would you rank it? I'm a solid 10, too. It feels right. It's back. Jenny from the block. Goodwill hunting Ben. They're back. Maybe mm-hmm. more mature. Have a whole slew of children between the two of them. Yep. But I think it's going to work. I think they both came from really, really humble beginnings, you know, and so maybe they're just tired of all the hoopla and they've lived it all. And now they want to be happy and real. And 
I'm here for it. 10, Benefer. Great, great. Let's have more of that in 2022. Yes. And speaking more of is where I'm going to go is towards number five, the chunky highlights. I'm going to bring it all the way back. I'm not going to go Christina Aguilera fighter. That's too much. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but I, I like to see it come back. I think it's going to be great. What about you? I'm a one. I mean, are we Ooh. talking like the <laughs> Kelly Clarkson? Like no, when they were like, the no, I can you know what I mean? Like that's too far. When you say, no, I know oh, it's just like okay. the 2021 version of a chunky highlight. Yes. I'm for it. Yes. Yes. But when I think, you know, those, those were dark days uh, <laughs> when the bleach was applied so liberally. <laughs> So if we're thinking real right. chunky, like then I'm a, a one on that. But if we're, you know, vibey, like a Dua Lipa sort of, maybe All I could right. be. I, that I feel like you maybe talked me out of it. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're a solid five, both of us on this one. All right, fine. Go either way. All right. So my last trend uh-huh. is something that I'm not at all behind. Um, okay. A coupling oh. that I I want to see uncouple, frankly, oh, and that wow. is Courtney and Travis. I don't need it. I don't want it. It is too much. (laughs) Like, I'm happy that they're happy. Like, love is love. But I don't, I don't know. No, thanks. Why the visceral reaction to Court and Trav? It's so gross. Mm. It's, I, I don't need the least interesting Kardashian on my feed with someone who, you know, like, he's a drummer. From Blink-182. Like, he's not cool. <laughs> I just, anyway. So do you wish for her to be with someone else? Like, back to Scott? Disney no, no. I mean, it's fine. It's fine. It's no, fine. I actually do. I do. I do. I don't want them together. No, they're boring. Okay. Everything is, it's, I don't want this. I don't want it. Okay. I don't need it. I don't want to see <laughs> any more of it in 2022. So okay. they can stay together, sure. Right. But don't, don't make me look at it. We're done. Jeffrey has had enough. <laughs> How about All you? All right. You, you know, I'm, I'm pretty this? neutral about it. I'm like a three or four, like definitely not to your scale. Um, I I just think I'm over all of the scripted Kardashian ins and outs, the Pete's, the Kanye's, the not the Ye or whatever his name is now. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I'm with you. It's all just right, over, done. It's been a decade. Like, let's go. Let's go. Let's, Let's hope go. that 2022 has a little bit less of them. Thank you. I'm can we agree that. on that? I we resolve can agree. to have less, yes, we less Kardashians. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, as always, check out thetease.com. There are stories about all of these things. If you look into the archives, just search some of what we've talked about and you can find it. Our editors are writing all of these fun things all the time. And then check us out on Instagram and TikTok. We are going to be recapping our takes and as we said your response might get you a really nice gift from the tea yes please do next up my interview with royal and melissa ellis All right, everyone. Today, we've got two amazing guests on the pod. Melissa Ellis is a Utah licensed master esthetician, California licensed esthetician, licensed aesthetics instructor. Can I get these titles right? (laughs) Certified lash technician and professional makeup artist. That's quite a few 
Quite a few there. All right. You've been busy. Um, Throughout her career, she's worked at one of the largest medical spa chains in the country, owned and operated her own spa studio and had the opportunity to teach at NIMA and BYU and her former studio in Salt Lake City, Utah. Melissa also has a brief background in law enforcement through the LAPD. She has since dedicated herself to combining her background in aesthetics with what she learned through the LAPD to empower other beauty professionals with education and resources they need to build profitable, thriving careers, which is what we are here for, for our industry. And sitting next to her, I have Royal Ellis. He was a police officer in the city of Los Angeles for five years. I'm sure we can get into that for sure. Uh, The skills he learned translated into vital information for service professionals that result in increased sales, higher quality clients, and improved business structure. Royal medically retired from the LAPD due to an on-duty injury and has been coaching beauty professionals with Melissa ever since. Helping them grow their businesses and skyrocket their revenue, as we mentioned, has become his passion. So welcome, Royal. Thank Welcome, you. Melissa. Thank you, Kelly. So excited to have you here. We're going to get into your backgrounds, and then we're going to dive into Spa Strong, where you are making things happen for your clients, which we'd love to see. Absolutely. Awesome. All right. So let's dive in. So tell me a little bit about your story, and I'll let either one of you start. Hopefully, they're the same story. <laughs> you never know, right? Like, <laughs> they kind of weave together yeah, everything. Sure. Um, so I'll, I'll go ahead and yeah. start. But I, I started as a makeup artist in 2008, and I really loved that. I did film. I did theater, um, editorial, all kinds of great stuff. I started teaching. And then I took a job at a department store in the cosmetics department. And I surprised myself and didn't pick a color line. I picked a skincare line called Kiehl's since 1851. Okay. And I absolutely fell in love with skincare products. And I was like, what is this? I thought I was going to do makeup forever. And <laughs> now I'm sidetracked. So I went to aesthetic school um, and I graduated from aesthetic school in 2012 as a licensed master esthetician. And then I uh, worked at a medical spa. It was amazing. Opened my spa studio in 2014. And I realized that there's a lot more to growing a business than just being good at services. It didn't matter how bright and shiny my license was hanging up on the wall if nobody knew I was there and if I didn't know how to market myself or attract clients. And I went into it so bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and ended up having to move into my car within four months of opening my studio because I couldn't afford to keep my business open and have an apartment. It was really bad for a little bit there, but it forced me to get scrappy and to realize that I couldn't just be an esthetician. I had to be a businesswoman and I had to turn on some kind of entrepreneurial light inside of me and figure out how to save my business because I really believed in it. I knew it was what I wanted to do. Uh, So I was able to really turn things around. And by 2017, I was opening a second location. Uh, My first location was in Salt Lake. I was opening a second location in LA, which is how I met Royal. But on one of my trips out to Los Angeles, I was in a really bad car accident and I was hit by a semi truck on the 405 for those. Oh, my word. (laughs) Yeah, it was horrible. And I couldn't work. Um, for, I was in physical therapy for nine months, nine months. Yeah. yeah. And it was a horrible experience and everything that I had built for the last several years, I had to just give it all away. I referred all of my clients to other people. I 
gave my leases, my leases to other people and had to just start over. So after I finally was able to, um, move without crying, um, Royal, Royal was like, well, what are you going to do? And I had actually wanted to be a police officer since I was a teenager, but I, I grew up in an environment that was like, girls don't do that. You're, you're not going to be a cop. Um, so Royal had been a police officer for a little while at that point. And he was like, you know what? You've always wanted to do it. Why not give it a try? And I thought there's no way I can get ready to be a police officer when I can't sit and do lashes. Um, but guess what? It's different movement. Sitting, being frozen was not helping my condition, but moving and getting active did help my condition. So I was hired by the LAPD in October of 2017 and I started the Academy and fell in love. It was the best thing that I've ever put myself through. Um, but while I was in the Academy, I learned so much about confidence. I learned so much about communicating with people. I learned about having policies while still, um, recognizing that you're in the public eye and you need to have good relationships with people and, uh, garner respect and everything like that, which were things that I wasn't strong at. Um, it took me a long time to find a solid group of clients who respected me and respected my prices and everything like that. Um, and I just would sit in class and think, Oh my gosh, I wish I had known this when I had my spa. I wish I had known this when I was teaching or when I was coaching, then about two thirds of the way through the Academy, I broke my foot and I had to resign. And so <laughs> I mean, what is going on here? I you know. had a lot of stops and starts. Okay. <laughs> I know seriously, but it, it led to a good space. So I'll let you pick up from here. All right, for sure. Okay, good. <laughs> so I was with the, uh, a police officer with the city of Los Angeles for five years. That started because I realized that being a fashion major in college, I needed to have money to make money. And my okay. brother was a police officer. And I was like, dude, okay. forget this. Like, all I need is a, like, all I need is a, is a diploma. Sign me up. Like I'm good. <laughs> so I went into that and then, um, I was a police officer for five years and I got injured and I got into a use of force with a suspect who was on PCP and I messed up my back. Um, he, he got the worst of, but I messed up my back and my knee and, um, I was out like, it was you know, really epidural bad. shots, like in and out of the, in and out of the oh. hospital for three years. And, um, so sorry. I'm oh, sorry. No, I was gonna say, but like, right. When he got injured, I was still recovering from my yeah. foot injury. So we were at the house <laughs> chilling together, looking at each other, just both like in crutches. And like, <laughs> like, what are we going to like, what are we going to do? And we realized like uh, my background as being a great at communicating with, with people and sales, even though my sales is different because my sales is I have to sell you into cuffs or I die. Like my, my sales is different. Like yeah. I don't want you to fight. And um, I mastered it and I mastered verbal judo and communicating mm-hmm. and um, showing yourself as the authority. And so we were sitting at home and I was like, you know what? She's been coaching estheticians since 2015, mm-hmm. around 2015. I was like, you know what? How about we both go, we go into it and we combine both of our expertise, me as the authority, showing yourself how to communicate and sales and you from being homeless to making six figures in your business. That's a hell of a story and a hell of a journey. Mm -hmm. So you've been the best of both worlds and um, let's put our experience together. And we did it. Yeah. That's amazing. Okay. So what year was that? That was 2018. The very end of 2018. Yeah. Wow. All right. And here we are almost 2022. Right. Yeah. Right. So So what was it like when you first set out? Like, were you like, let's get a plan. How did it all start? Yes. So, um, initially we didn't want to be coaches. 
Like that no. wasn't the goal. The goal was just to give resources, like create courses education. and education. And um, we kind of fell into it. Like we were on social media and people were just responding and being like, you know, can you, can you talk more about this? Can you teach more about that? And we just we really just fell into coaching. Yeah, it, it really came together. And we when we had originally started Spa Strong, uh, which is the name of our company, at first we were like, we really took it in kind of a safety yeah. standpoint, like keep yourself, your clients, your business safe uh, in the beauty industry. Um, I had had some negative experiences with clients in the spa room and so many people have experienced um, unwanted attention and things like that. And so at first it was very safety oriented, but as people started asking more about, okay, well, what about marketing? What about client attraction? What about social media, yeah. which were things that we both felt very confident in discussing. Yeah. I was like, sure. okay, Spa Strong is evolving into now we we help with all aspects of business coaching and consulting and growth. And um, yeah, so it just- It took off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Who was your first coaching client? Do you remember that day? Yep. That moment? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was because um, we had been, we had been working with so many people on a small scale, like individual calls. But when we signed somebody for that first like three month package, we were like, oh my gosh, this is, this is real. This feels good. Yeah. Yes. This is real. It was really cool. And then seeing the amazing results that she got, and it was like, we signed the one and then it just dominoed. And then we were like, That's oh my incredible. goodness, we, this is it. too like, many people. Now we have a team of coaches yeah. and everything, but yeah, it was really awesome when it really started unfolding. Okay. So tell me about if I'm coming to you and I'm saying, you know what, I've got an amazing team. They're excellent at their craft, but what they don't know how to do is project that confidence, project that authority. What are some of the things that you walk them through? Or, you know, like what are the types of courses or coaching that you're doing in that scenario? Yeah, that's a great mm -hmm. question. Uh, one thing that we like to do is figure out, okay, what's the root of the problem? Yeah. Is it that you don't think you're qualified? Is it that you don't like where you're working? And so you're not wanting to contribute? Yeah. Is it a yeah. habit? Like, yeah. yeah. Is it something that like this, something happened eventually to, for you to realize you don't, you're not unworthy of confidence or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. So we try to figure out what the, the root, not like we're therapists, we're not yeah. saying that, but we have to have, we have to have a root so we could change it. Exactly. And so then I mean, with something like confidence, um, there's so much that goes into that. It goes into how you carry yourself, how you, what you believe about yourself, what you believe about what you're providing, um, how you feel about the client that you're working with. So we break down a bunch of different areas and take our clients through, okay, these are the practices that we want you to do over the course of the next two weeks. These are things that we want you to report back to us on. And we really customize our program to what the individual salon owner or team member, what they're needing to focus on. Got it. That makes sense. So people can sign up with Spa Strong, that one-on-one -on -one coaching, or it can be salon wide. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Amazing. Um, so what are you finding that is some of the biggest issues for owners right now? I mean, there's a lot, right? Oh, yeah. Clientele. Especially with COVID or is it client? It's clientele. Yeah. Clientele right. and partially because of like COVID, COVID. Right. And, um, but that's not an excuse, right? That is not, an right. Excuse, right. but that's more of the, of the issues we see. Yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. I was just going to say, yeah, definitely clientele. And then also one of the bigger issues that we see amongst teams is communication. Yeah. yeah. Uh, communication, management, leadership, those kinds of things aren't super strong. 
And are we seeing with, you know, sort of, you know, if, if you did as a consumer pause going to the spa or salon, are consumers generally coming back with more complaints or they do they want more? Like, what is the issue with clients right now that you're seeing that you help solve for? Like different, different services. So as an example, for, for skincare, a lot of times it's the estheticians, what they haven't done. And that's when the consultation comes in. So if you want a client to come back, you need to be setting things in stone in the beginning to let them know what you expect from them. Like I like to get the best results for acne, you need to come back every four to six weeks. Um, I'm going to need you on skincare products. So when you talk about selling retail, they're not surprised and shocked because you're giving them a base. And so lashes is different as well. Mm -hmm. And like, yeah. mm -hmm. And, and I think one of the other things is while clients were not coming to their professionals for their beauty services during quarantine, they got you know, savvy and started researching, how can I do this myself? How can I figure out how to bleach my own hair or, you know, whatever it is. And, um, so now I think there's been a little bit of a, do I need to go back or can I keep doing this? So it's important for the treatment providers to have that confidence so they can be demonstrating why clients need to return, why they are the authority, why it's not going to be the same. And sometimes people don't want to toot their own horn. They don't want to discuss those things. So they kind of just stay quiet and let those clients fall by the wayside. Like, okay, that's, that's not the way to keep your business going. No, that makes sense. And what are some of the other areas that you've seen or sort of new areas that you're coaching through with COVID? Oh, retail. Yep. Retail. I mean, that's king and queen, right? Right. If we can get people working retail. Right. Mm -hmm. That's, that's why I said like, yeah, that's why I said, just because COVID happened, that is not an excuse. So one of the clients that we had, (laughs) um, it was in, I think, what was it? March or April, like COVID hit and it was Mm -hmm. like, things were shut down. We're like, listen, there's still ways to make money. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we were able to coach her and she made more money selling retail with what we taught her. than she made full service before COVID. Come on. Yes. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. It, it makes such a huge difference. And then, I mean, just pivoting to online, are you doing yeah. online consultations? Are you, you could do like check-ins with your clients, you know, and say, Hey, I just wanted to check in on the condition of your hair because we are going to open up at some point and we want to get back to bleaching or we want to get back yeah. to processing it. And so what are you doing in your downtime to make sure that you're on top of your maintenance, so on and so forth. So there are definitely ways for people to be able to continue making money, yeah. even if they can't physically have a client in their chair. Yeah, that makes so much sense. And another question, why do you think salon owners or owners in general need coaching? Because, you know, I've been in the industry a little while and I just think, you know, innately creative, right? And so as you were mentioning, um, are beauty schools teaching the business side? Are they teaching the coaching, the sales, the selling, the retail? Like where, where are we missing and... And why is that such a need for owners out there? Yeah, um, I would say a couple of things. First of all, a lot of us go into this industry because we are creatives. And so there are certain things that we like to do. We like to design our logo. We like to pick out the decor for our room, but the business side isn't as sexy, right? So we may not want to pay attention to those things. So having somebody who can come in and help make sure that you're covering your bases um, is really important. But another ask, oh my gosh, I could go on forever about this. Um, another, <laughs> another big one is when you're in your business, you kind of have tunnel vision. 
Yeah. It's not easy to see the big picture. And so it's really easy for us. This is what we do to get on a call with somebody and they express their issues. And we're like, oh, so all we need to do is this, this, and maybe some of that. They're like, I never even thought of that before. Because you're in it. Right. You're in the trenches. And so it's hard to stick your head up and look at everything that's (laughs) going on around you. Right. And so we kind of are able to look at bigger picture that way. Um, but yeah, there, there are a lot of reasons and yeah. recognizing it. But yeah, school uh-huh. doesn't teach you how to run a business. Right. Like they, they don't. Right. And yeah. just like I learned being great at services did not guarantee that my business was going to be successful. Right. I right. had to go and figure out how to sell all of those things. And um, coaching isn't for everybody. Yeah. There are some spot owners, some salon owners, some beauty professionals who are able to just figure it out and hit the hit the ground running. And that's great. We jump on calls sometimes with people that they like us and they'd like to work with us. But we're like, honestly, you don't need help. You're doing Uh, awesome. You need to continue doing what you're doing (laughs) and sure. Join the membership. If you just want like highlights and things like that, but you're solid. It doesn't make sense for us to take your money, you know? Sure. Um, But then there are people that were like, Oh yeah, let's come in. Let's help you. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I mean, it's like, you can't see the field from the trees or what is that analogy? We can't see the the forest for the trees. Yes. It's the analogy. You can't see the forest from the trees. If you're, you're in it, you're in a day to day, you're just trying to keep everybody happy, clients happy, COVID shutdown, restart. I mean, there's so much Mm -hmm. that has happened that to have your perspective to, to pull back and be like, okay, let's set a plan. Let's map this out. Let's get you to a place where you are making six figures and feeling amazing about yourself, your business, your services all around. So it certainly makes a lot of sense to me. Um, and, you know, schools, I know, um, really you kind of said schools, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, um, we need some more business acumen taught in schools. Mm-hmm. Like, do you have a soapbox on that? What's your thought? <laughs> I absolutely have a soapbox. <laughs> um, having taught at, at an aesthetic school, uh, it's hard because the state has our requirements. And yep. then those hours are broken down by, okay, they need to be t- having this many hours in disinfection and sanitation. They need to have this many hours in X, Y, and Z. And a lot of schools, they uh, maybe don't have the resources. They don't have yeah. the staff to keep people beyond what the hours are that are required from the state. So there's not a lot of opportunity to say, okay, we're going to tack on an extra 150 hours to go ahead and cover marketing, social media, uh, sales, um, you know, client retention, all of those things. So it's kind of, um, I think a lot of times the schools are hoping, all right, you have the license now you're qualified to do services go learn from somebody who knows these things who can teach you, right? Yeah. Go start at a salon that's doing really well or go start at a spa that's doing well. But a lot of people don't want to do that. They want to right. just go out on their own or they take a, take whatever job they can get and it may not be at a spa or salon that teaches them good business habits. So there definitely is a need to learn more about how to operate your business, which is part of why we do what we do. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's really important. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it's putting a lot on salon owners out there to say, Hey, and by the way, can you teach all of the new beauty professionals how to run a business? You don't have to I mean, that. it's not necessarily their burden. 
right there. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the model with, you know, salon and suite rental or booth rental, how, whatever you want to call it is just ticking up and up as we go. And so there isn't that one-on-one mentorship with somebody who's been in the industry. Right. Um, and it sounds like that's what you're providing as a service. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Because you really hit the nail on the head that it's not the spa owners or the salon owner's job. It's right. not their job. And one of the issues that we see with um, employee turnover is newly graduated professionals going to a salon, wanting to just learn and then hightail it so yeah. they can go and totally. be on their own. So yeah. that's something that we we help on both sides. Like, how do you make sure you're hiring or try to ensure that you're hiring people who want to stay with you if that's your goal. And how do you, as a, um, the hiree find the right place for you to work where maybe they are offering something that you can learn, um, without there being conflict and loss of integrity and like those kinds of things. Right. Yeah. Very important. Mm-hmm. All right. So we talked a, a little bit about spa strong. Now I want to get your take on social media and, in, in, and the industry. So how do you think TikTok specifically is changing and affecting our industry? Oh man, I would say if <laughs> all the all of the I don't want to be on I don't want to be on camera. You got to get over that quick right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. Right now. Yeah, that's just the way the world's moving mm-hmm. and a lot of times on TikTok there are I think the, it's it's easier to grow on TikTok for sure. And Instagram. Yeah. And Instagram. And there are a lot of beauty. How do I say this? Not estheticians or in the beauty industry, giving tips and tricks that have a huge following, um, but they grow so quick. And here's the thing. People want to, people want to be led. Somebody's going to lead them, mm-hmm. whether in the right direction or the wrong. Good point. Yeah. I think that um, recognizing, I feel like as a licensed professional, you have a responsibility to educate people who want to be led, who want to gain certain results. And if you're not out there giving the right information, they might find the wrong information. If you're out there giving the right information, they may really love it and then want to work with you. And then they have great results and you have more revenue and it's a great relationship. But yeah, TikTok is, TikTok is really important right now. You need to get on it. Um, today. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. If, if somebody's sitting here listening, saying, I don't know where to start on TikTok, where, where do they start? Like what's square one, what's step two, take me through that. For sure. So I think when it comes to creating con- content, that's something we hear a lot, like just whether TikTok, Instagram, whatever. Um, the first thing, think about your ideal client, right? The ideal person you want to attract. And what do you think the problem they're having is? Okay. Then think about what would they want to see? Like if your ideal client in a fictional world is Jane, Jane is a 26 year old woman, um, no kids. She's in the corporate world, but she wants to, she wants to date more, but she's having a lot of acne. Okay. What does Jane want to see on TikTok? So, um, she can show her consultation process. She can show the results that clients are getting from her services, et cetera. You mean, the person who sees Jane as yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, no, absolutely. And I think that it's easy to compare yourself to other people on TikTok or any social media platform mm-hmm. and think, Oh, this person has a million followers. So I should do it the way they're doing it. Well, sure. the way they're doing it works for them. 
yeah, mm-hmm. may work for their brand and who they are, but it doesn't mean it's going to work for your brand and who you are. Uh, we had a YouTube channel at the beginning <laughs> of time and, um, it was not great, but it was basically <laughs> like, Oh, everybody likes, you know, bloopers and silly things on YouTube. So we tried to do that. And I was the one who was mainly on camera and we would get <laughs> emails for people being like, I love you guys, but please stop making these horrible YouTube videos. <laughs> You're but like, it's, it's not your brand, right? It's not my brand, right? Yeah. But yes. we were we were kind of in this like, let's do what's working. Well, what's right. working for them doesn't mean it's going to work for you. So think about, you know, like Royal said, who your ideal client is, what you want to re- represent, what you want to be offering. And then, yeah, what are the problems? How, how do you solve the problems that they're facing? Yeah. Um, what makes you the authority? What What's different about the way you do services? And then... Um, I would say coming up with answers to those questions. How can you build trust? How can you inspire? Um, how can you uh, have calls to action and make yeah. them want to come and work with you? And then diving into the trends, right? The trends on yeah. TikTok, the trending sounds, the trending effects, like all of that is really important. Agree. Yeah. And it's moving so fast, right? Mm-hmm. And you never know what piece of content could possibly go viral. Right. And that's the thing. So trying different things, making sure you're tapping into trends, being super true to yourself, because, you know, you know, we call them influencers, but in my mind, I also call them storytellers. Right. So they're just out there telling their story and it may be quirky, quirky or weird or fun or silly. And that's the influence that they're having on everyone. And so um, I think, you know, like you mentioned, what's true to yourself, do that try it, get out there, start somewhere. Cause even if there are a million followers on another brand that you love or person, they started at zero too. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And you have to recognize that the first one may not be great. And then the second one will be a little bit better and give yourself permission to just start and start posting. And even if you're like, Oh, I don't love exactly how I look or exactly how I pointed at the words that one. So what post it brave is better than perfect. Keep going. Oh, I like that. Brave is better than perfect. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to write that down. Take that. Take that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So speaking of brave, you know, when you launch a podcast like volume up, like your podcast, there's a bit of bravery. So tell me about your podcast. How did that start? Tell our audience why they should be listening to you as well. Yeah. So when did it, when did it start? Last year, no, the end of 2019. Okay, so it started at the end of tw- <laughs> the end of 2019. Um, it's it's amazing. I mean, as far as hold on, what was the question? We might need to figure that out. Okay, so I said, um, you know, we talked about brave is better than perfect, and we and when you launch a podcast, something like we did here at Volume Up, and like you did as well, tell me about where the basis of why you launched it. Tell me how it's going. Tell me about the topics that you cover. Got it. So um, we launched it because we we were thinking, what are other ways people can get great information from us Mm -hmm. and not have to pay for it? Mm -hmm. Like just great, valuable things and where we could be our true selves and talk how we want to talk and invite people who we think are amazing. They don't have to be big influencers or anything like that. People we know that have value. Exactly. So, um, our podcast is called the spa strong podcast and we, our focus is to help beauty professionals become badass CEOs. And, um, it's, we talk about everything from business practices, like 
um, sales and client attraction and so on to mindset, to different trends or potential services in the industry and those kinds of things. But it, I love how you said it for us to be our true selves and provide a resource for those who, uh, um, may not be able to invest in coaching or they are just trying to figure out like, how do I get started? I mean, I think podcasting is such a great way to, um, provide value and more connection, which we need. Agree. I love it. So what does a typical guest on your podcast look like? Sound like, I mean, (laughs) I mean, just like Royal said, we really try to make sure that whoever we invite to be on our podcast is somebody that we recognize value. So we're not going to see somebody who has a huge following count and reach out to them just to be like, Oh, you're popular. Come be on our podcast. We really like to have people that have a great story or they Mm -hmm. specialize in something. So they may not have a huge following. They may have, you know, a, a couple hundred people on their, um, on their Instagram. And that's fine. If we believe that you're going to provide some kind of value. Mm -hmm. So we love, um, we have a variety. Sometimes we have guests come on and just share their stories about their journey in the beauty industry. Um, we have others who come on and talk about specific things that are beneficial to people in the beauty industry. So attorneys, CPAs, um, those kinds of people, we have quite a variety. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. All right. And so where can we find your podcast? Shameless plug. Everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. Spotify, Apple, iTunes, yeah. Everything. Yeah, everywhere. All right. Perfect. All right. Got it. So we talked about you. We talked about a little bit of the industry, all the amazing things you're doing. Now it's time for, we're going to round it out with what we call the tease quick takes. Perfect. So if you're ready, these are just off the cuff. Some are related to the industry. Some are definitely not. Okay. So <laughs> first off, Bar soap or body wash? Body wash. Um, oh. Body wash for me, unless it's the Kiehl's bar soap. It's oh, like you're going back to your Kiehl's. I, I love Kiehl's. All the way back. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oddly enough, this has been a heated debate and you are either totally team bar soap or body wash. So we got you covered. Mm-hmm. All right. What are you both streaming or jointly streaming right now? Netflix, another podcast, music. What are you into? Um, right now, okay. We watch all of the like the Dick Wolf, like Chicago PD, and of course you do. But we just finished streaming Selling Sunset. We're huge. Okay, yeah. All right. I mean that one. That's one you can just have on and just be like, we're just gonna chill and watch this. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like your your PD shows would, I don't know. Oh, so, yeah, oh yeah. It, it but is, you love it. We yeah, do. I can't <laughs> like call certain stuff out. Right. Like, we're like, like, like that's you know, oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Got it. All right. Yeah. All right. That would be fun to watch with you because as a layman, we would be like, that makes sense, and you're like, no, doesn't. Oh, <laughs> Okay, outside of your keels, what is one product that you cannot live without? Oh. <laughs> All right. Oh, that's your esthetician going strong. Yeah, mine, yeah. mine is the, and I'm not paid to say this, Sorella Apothecary's Watermelon Hydrating Mist. Yeah, the Watermelon Mist. Oh. Mist. Ooh, 
All right. All day. He's just like, no way. He's a walking watermelon. It's very cute. All right. I love it. Okay. And then a question for both of you advice for those who want to make it to the top of our industry. I'd say is first of all, find out where your top is. You need to have a great. Um, and when you make it to your success level, um, my mom always said, whenever you get to the success you want, don't close the door, turn around and reach for another hand and pull them in. All right. Oh, I love that. That's great. All right. Well, dang. Um, I would say, uh, (laughs) don't be afraid to fail. You've got to fail. If you're not failing, you're not pushing yourself hard enough. So open your arms to it and take it and learn from it so that you can reach the level of success that you're aiming for. You can reach your top. I love it. All right. So Melissa and Royal, it was a pleasure having you also share. Where can we find you on Instagram, your website? uh, If we want to know more about your services and spa strong. Yeah. So we are on Instagram at spa underscore strong. And our website is www.spa-strong.com. Give us a follow, send us a DM. We'd love to connect with y'all, answer any questions, but yeah, that's where we are. Amazing. All right. Well, thank you both for your time today. Thank you. Happy, I love this. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. And um, thank you for sharing. Uh, anything else you want to add as we close out? Oh, I mean, just keep going. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Keep going. Keep, keep going. going. If this keep is swimming. what you want to be in, keep going and um, build what you want to build. I love it. All right, Jeff, I mean, their energy between the two of them and, you know, just kind of like their cohesive thought of how they want to elevate our industry is refreshing. It's on a great note for 2022. Thank you to both Royal and Melissa for joining. All right. Be sure to hit subscribe, rate and review and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube and TikTok at Read the Tease and send in questions to volume up at thetease.com. Volume Up is a Tease Media production. This episode was produced by Monica Hickey and Madeline Hickey. Ryan Daly is our editor and our audio engineer. Thank you to our creative team for putting together the graphics for this episode.